Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, I've been a little out of sorts, and Tuesdays turn into Wednesdays, and of course, uh, Fridays then become Mondays, and somewhere in the middle, I get sort of lost. So please forgive this summer intermission with podcasts and things. Um, I look to get on track uh, in the next few weeks. However, in the process, um, please accept my apology for not being as consistent uh, as I had been in the past and continue to follow and share and subscribe, whether it's on your favorite podcast channel or recoveryguy.org or Real Recovery Guy on YouTube. I appreciate everything that you do. And the reason I do is because our common goal, our common beyond, our common bond, I am well today as an individual only because a group of individuals back in 1986 took interest in me as I came into the rooms of recovery. Matter of fact, even in December of 1985, as many of you know, my first introduction to recovery was in Gamblers Anonymous because I had a gambling addiction that demanded attention and that didn't work there, not because of Gamblers Anonymous didn't work, but I wasn't willing to do the work. I was still in denial over my primary addiction, which has come to be known as alcoholism. And I've recovered from that over the last 36 years, three months and eight days. And because of that, I've gained health and wellness in pornography, bulimia, compulsive overeating, uh, gambling, drugs. I I am a miracle. You are a miracle. If you are clean and sober today, there was a, a person on Twitter the other day and they said, hey, congratulations, uh, congratulating themselves. They had 11 days. And, and I said, you know, every person who has had 12 days had 11 days right before that. And so that is the miracle of what we do one day at a time for the rest of our life. And I'll be discussing that in the next podcast. But I do want to make an announcement. Uh, August 12th, I will be in Rancho Cucamonga at the Valley Alano Club. And if you need directions, you can easily Google it or find it in ways. But again, Valley Alano Club, Rancho Cucamonga, Southern California, August 12th at 7 p.m. I will be the the speaker for that evening, and I hope to see you there. You know, one of the greatest joys of my personal recovery is the relationship relationships that I have with my children. And the other day, uh, I communicate um, with um, my children, some more regular than others, uh, but I but I strive to have a relationship with them. Nevertheless, um, I had a conversation with my daughter Carol the other day, and uh, Carol is unashamedly my biggest fan, or she says she is, and I'm so grateful that I have this relationship with Carol. What a joy and what a blessing she is to me. Um, and again, she is one of the daughters that I walked out on, and through healing and forgiveness and recovery, 
we have found a journey and a path back together, very similar to how my dad and I found a way back to become the friends, uh, adult friends we had always wanted to be. He was always my dad, but he became my friend. And I've always been Carol's father and dad, uh, but I, now I get to be her dad and her friend. And what a blessing that is. And Carol is involved in her own wellness and positive approach to living. And we were talking the other day about positive affirmations. And I've chatted about this before, but boy, do I want to reiterate and even chat a little bit deeper about some of the things that we've we've talked about and then even some of the work that my friends, uh, our friends at soberlink.com. And I'll have the link to this in the podcast notes. So uh, no matter where you're listening, you should be able to pull down the notes to this, except for uh, Real Recovery Guy. You can go to the major podcast channels and uh, recoveryguy.org. Pull down the notes, click on this link. I think you'll find it very valuable, especially if you're in a treatment center environment. You'll want to share this with your participants. Having said that, the inspired topic by my daughter, Carol, and me really is so far reaching. It's something that I think we need to continue to work on one day at a time for the rest of our life. Because sometimes, and this happens anywhere along recovery's journey, sometimes life is very encouraging. And there are times where it's like being a rat on a wheel. Do you ever, do you ever see a, a rat or a hamster on a wheel and it spins and spins and spins and goes around? Back in the olden days uh, of cartoons, you would see a cartoon character laying on its side and moving its legs like it was running, but obviously it wasn't going anywhere. And that is oftentimes what life can seem to be. Now, hopefully, as we progress in our recovery journey, that becomes less and less and less. When I first came to recovery, my life was characterized by what I call Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or that life with a rat or a hamster on the wheel. Always moving, always moving, as Zig Ziglar would say, uh, mistaking activity for accomplishment. Uh, I would seem to be going backwards the harder I worked, uh, you know, with Stephen Covey talking about working harder, not smarter. And that's what I was doing. So I would be feeling like this rat on the wheel. Sometimes we're sort of stuck in the middle of being held captive and being set free. You know, that we can't move left or we can't move right because we're either not sure or we just feel trapped. So we, we stay motionless because we're afraid to move. We stop trusting our own instincts and even others. Now, as Carol and I discussed, the best safeguard to being in between or feeling like we're on a roller coaster is positive affirmation. You know what I'm talking about? Just how we speak to ourselves about ourselves. You know, just like light pushes out darkness, remember light does not have the per have to have the permission of darkness to leave. The minute light light is introduced, darkness leaves. The Bible says uh, darkness cannot stand on the light for it perceives it or it doesn't even understand light, right? So the minute we start speaking positively and start practicing positive things, things begin to change. And in speaking with Carol, we are convinced that we have to pursue daily positive affirmations, not just affirmations, because not all affirmations are positive. Some affirmations remind me of what a piece of crap I am. 
I don't want to recite those or repeat those. I did that when I was out there ripping and running. Today, I need to introduce and cultivate and have positive affirmations be a part of my daily journey. We agreed that it really becomes our best safeguard of pushing negative emotions and feeling that would cause us that feeling of being trapped. You know what I mean? Not only are we this rat or hamster on the wheel, but we can't even get out of the cage because it's locked. So the only thing we can do is try to escape, try to get away. But we're moving, we're moving, we're moving, and we're getting nowhere. The freshest air comes from breathing in and breathing out positive affirmations, breathing them in, helping them, you know, asking them to become a part of our life, digesting them, let, um, let air, you know, you know what air does as we breathe? It actually helps oxygenate red blood cells. Oxygen is vital to healthy red blood cells. And red blood cells, this is my my delve into science, right? Some of you will know more about this. But red blood cells help oxygenate us and send positive energy to our brain where the neurotransmitters can connect and the synapses can fire and all those crazy things that occur in our brain. But that's all because of red blood cells and red blood cells uh, survive because of oxygen. The more oxygen we get, and and I used to suffer from complex sleep apnea, and I would understand fatigue because my red blood cells weren't oxygenated enough to keep me alert long enough throughout the course of my day. As I lost all the weight and I became much more healthy, uh, I have much better oxygen flow and my red blood cells are healthier. Therefore, my brain activity is healthier because the, the red blood cells flow through my body. That's what breathing in and breathing out does for us on a medical standpoint, from an emotional and spiritual and mental standpoint. And when we feel good about those things, we even feel better physically. So all four domains are met and we can live in alignment. So we need these positive affirmations to help our feel good, feel good, right? That's what drugs and alcohol and other negative behavior used to do for me. It told me no matter what was happening out there, inside I was okay. <coughs> Although that was a myth. I, I believe that up until I was ready to die. This process helps us climb that mountain of self where we can enjoy the best possible views that, as Zig Ziglar say, that view from the top where we have achieved. If you look at the hierarchy of living and learning is 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 uh, self-actualization self-actualization we go from the basic needs to self-actualization where we can enjoy that view but we keep climbing and climbing and climbing because we know life is uphill we who are addicted and stay in recovery one day at a time we know that life for us coasting and falling can be disastrous. We can afford to coast every now and then, but only to enjoy the plateau and enjoy that view. But we keep climbing, 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 or as Dory would say, we just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. So do you understand where I'm coming from? Do you understand what Carol and I were talking about? Positive affirmations not only allow us to become average, we can become great because that is even one of the 
positive affirmations that we will say to ourselves. Now, obviously, you can't speak your way into good living. However, when we start feeling that or we can or we tell ourselves we can, we begin acting as if we can. And our language leads to action and our actions support and promote our personal image and our personal language. Having said that, let's get to what our friends at Soberlink.com will say. Like I say, I'll, I'll include the link uh, in these notes. These are really good 10 things, 10 things that I, that I do on a regular basis. I may not do them in this order, but we need to do them. So here we go. It says here, every day, in every way, I am getting better. What a great, isn't that a wonderful, empowering phrase? Every day, in every way, I am getting better. And better is such a relative term. Sometimes we don't feel that we're making as much progress today as I did yesterday, but that's okay. We don't dictate that because sometimes life sort of interrupts. We get a little bit busy here. We get a little bit busy there. We get a little distracted here. One of the things that I always strive to do is be a better version today of Robert Pardon than I was yesterday, right? Just a better version of me. Some days I'm a really good version of me. Some days, not so much. I don't make those um, leaps and bounds, those improvements, but incrementally. Remember, the tortoise won the race. You ever you ever talk about the uh, the rabbit uh, and the tortoise or the, the, the tortoise and the hare in that race? The tortoise was slow and methodical and trudging along, right? Whereas the rabbit was running and running and running, get ahead, it was rest, it would get ahead, it was rest. But at the end of the day, the tortoise crossed that finish line. That's who we can be. However, we can't allow that to be an excuse um, or a reason why we don't progress. We need to set our bar as high as possible if we are to achieve possible. I love what it says in Alcoholics Anonymous. We claim uh, spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection, but that doesn't mean I don't strive for perfection. It only means that I claim process. So every day, in every way, I am getting better. You know, the next one is so simple and yet so important. Two words or two two phrases, I can and I will. I can meaning I am capable of doing it. I can do this. I can. Just because we can doesn't mean we will. That's why honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness is the how of recovery, of every form of recovery. I have to be honest that I need to change. I have to be open-minded to the change that's being presented to me. And then I need to be willing to move forward and make it a part of my life. So I can and I will. The next one is really great going back to what I originally chatted about in point one. I will be a better me. Now, again, better is a relative term. Sometimes it's better in leaps and bounds. Sometimes it's average. Sometimes, you know, my spirit may take a day off. I just get in a funk or I'm not feeling good or a tragedy. Something happens in my life that sort of distracts me, that takes my attention. So maybe I just stay even for a day. 
that's okay every now and then, but our goal should be to be a better me today. Am I being a better me? And what's really cool about all of these things, I can always stop myself in the in the course of the day. One of my phrases in life is, I can always turn around. Sometimes I'm not as wonderful as I think I am. And I wake up on the right side of the bed with the wrong mentality. And I don't, I don't wake up with that positive approach. I've allowed some of the pressures of life to distract me to being that better version of me. Well, if I realize that at 10, 11, and 12, or I treat someone badly in the store or on the road or wherever, I can say, wow, dude, where where did you come up with that? And I get back to changing my position, changing my attitude, because I want to be a better me. The next one is great because it encompasses things outside of me. In in the first three are about the inside of me, but number four is I am worthy of great things. Isn't that true? Like attracts like, water seeks its own level. Um, you talk about luck. I think it was Lou Gehrig who said, luck is when opportunity meets preparedness, right? So I need to be prepared when the opportunity comes along. Great things will happen to me and great things have happened to me. Incredible things have happened to me along my journey. One of which is my relationship with Laura. I stayed sober. I got clean. I got sober. I was getting well. And two and a half years along my journey, I met the love of my life in September of 1988 at a time where I was down because my dad had just passed away just the previous month. And I met Laura who 33 years later, we are still together, happily married and enjoying life on life's terms. And what a great partnership she has been. And that was that's maybe the greatest thing, physical, emotional thing that's ever happened to me along the way. Relationships with my daughters have been restored. And I'm so grateful for that. I've got two other children. Uh, by December, we will have our 10th grandchild. Great things have happened to me. I've, I've been a great influence of other, other sober members of the community. Will and Eddie and Buddy and my deceased sponsor, Jack and Steve and Scott, they continue to be a great resource for me. There are so many things in my life that I believed I was worthy of. And these great things have happened to me, not because of who I am, but because of what I believed and what I believed became what I was attracting, right? That attraction rather than promotion and that attraction, that law of attraction where what you put out, eventually you can get back in greatness. The next one is I like the person I am becoming. Isn't that great? I like me. We need to view ourselves as a lovable, likable person. Uh, I was chatting with someone the other day. We're not bad people trying to get better. You've heard this before. We are sick people trying to get well. And I like who I am becoming. I like me so much more today than I did when I first walked into the rooms back in 1985 and getting sober in 86. I've liked who I've been becoming the whole way because I am a child of the Most High. I am a child of God as I understand God. And as you've heard it before, God don't make no junk, right? So I like who I am and I really like who I'm becoming. Some days I like me better than others. But even the relationship and the restoration between my oldest brother, George, I really like who I am. Therefore, I become more attractive as a friend and as a brother to him. And what a blessing that is. Number six, all of my problems have a solution. Isn't that crazy? I used to think I was so over my head in life 
living. You know, Tom Bennett, one of my great mentors in early recovery, Tom died of this disease tragically in a relapse. But I'll never forget Tom and the impact that he had on me. He was the first treatment counselor I could remember when I went into treatment back in February 19th of 1986. Tom told me, he said, you think you have problems? He said, guess what? In six months, you are going to have a brand new set. And that's really been true. So all of my problems have a solution. There is a solution. Sometimes the solution is letting it go because it's a problem that I don't own and yet I've taken on. That's why so often with people I sponsor and work with as a, as a life coach, I talk to them about writing a list of the controllables and the uncontrollable. The uncontrollables, we need to learn to let go because it's not our problem. Or as my friend Cleo would say, it's not my monkey and it's not my circus. We need to let those things go. They don't belong to me. And the problem doesn't belong to me. Guess what? Neither does the solution. But the things that I can control that are, are part of my life, to those things, there is a solution. As it says in the promises, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. But the solution, paraphrasing here, will always materialize if I work for it. Sometimes I need to put things on the back burner, just like dealing with the Franklin Cubby, the day planner. We look at A's, B's, and C's, and we categorize things in our life, knowing the A's need, they're important, and I need to take care of them before they become urgent and steal my time. B's are necessary to look at and to get done and to work on, because tomorrow, the next day, or next week, they're going to become A's, and I'll need to address those, and C's will begin to move up from C's to B's to A's, and I'll handle those. I need to continue to work on solutions as I'm able to work on them. Sometimes the solution involves someone else, either my higher power or Laura or my sponsor Will or someone that I've met along the way. But there is a solution either spiritually or practically or mentally. I need to approach the solution, but I've never met a problem that didn't have a solution alongside it. Matter of fact, Stephen Covey and Tom Hopkins doesn't even use the words problem. They talk about challenges. They talk about opportunities. So a problem is an opportunity, a challenge that requires my attention so I can find and apply the proper solution. Number seven, I press on because I believe in my path. Gosh, that is so true. Do you? I believe in the path and the journey that I'm on. It's kind of like a doctrinal position with me. Everything else is negotiable except for the doctrine that I stand on, the doctrine of recovery, the doctrine of wellness. We can discuss how we get there, how we got there. We can talk about the monotheistic religions of the world. We can talk about a lot of things, but rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. There are certain things that I plant my stake down on and it becomes immovable as far as I'm concerned. Other things I may consider. One of the obvious things is complete abstinence. No matter what, I don't drink, I don't use, I don't engage in that type of negative behavior because when I know when I do, I negotiate it away the rest of my life and everything will begin to fall. Some quicker than others, but it will fall. So certain things, and I believe in the path and the journey that I'm on. Do you believe in your path? If you don't believe in your path as strongly as I just stated, maybe it's the wrong path. Maybe you need some different leadership. Maybe you need some different guidance. Maybe you need a, a other, another sponsor, another mentor, another confidant, something different to help you understand the path you're on is the path that I'm going to die on. I'm going to die on this journey of recovery. 
recovery because I know for the last 36 years, three months and eight days, it has worked. It has worked longer than I was living prior to it. I got clean and sober when I was 32 years. I have now lived four years longer in recovery than I had prior to recovery because I believe in the path that I am on. The past has no power over me anymore. Do you know why? Because we're only as sick as our secrets. I am as transparent as you need me to be, as I need to be, so it has no power. Once I speak truth, once I breathe out that negativity or that truth or that reality about me, I take its power away and it doesn't hold me hostage anymore. I am free from that bondage of self, that bondage of addiction, that bondage of secrecy. And once I break away from that negativity, it now frees me up to be fully devoted to the air that I'm breathing. The past has no power over me anymore. I hope you can say that. The next one, number nine, as we get ready to close, I have many strengths, and I do. I am so grateful that the further I get in my recovery journey, the more I learn about the strengths that I have, that I cannot only understand and celebrate these strengths, but I can help you find your own strength. One of the things that I do as a sober coach is I help you find your strength. I help you find the way. I help you shine a light on the garbage and the crap that is down that has become a part of you. I help you search through that junk drawer to throw all those negative things away to find the truth, the power, the strength that lies within you. You are endowed by your creator for greatness. You didn't meet me for me to give you something to become great. You found me and others like me to help you get rid of all the crap, all the lies, all the negativity and replace it and show you the reasons you can have positive information. Once again, God don't make no junk and you are somebody, right? Number 10, and I love this, I am in charge of my life story. You know, the only spirit or power that has control over me is my higher power, my understanding of God as a Christian, and my relationship with Christ as my Savior is in charge of my life. No one else. Now, I make decisions based on other people, but they're not in charge. Like my relationship with Laura. I stay with Laura because I want to stay with Laura. I don't stay with Laura because she demands that I stay with her, although I'd get in trouble if I didn't <laughs> after 33 years. But you know what I mean? I I want Laura, so I need Laura. It's not the other way around. I'm in charge of my life story. I, because I'm the one who wakes up in the morning with a positive attitude, with a commitment to myself to become the best possible version of me, praying for that one person I can make a difference in the life of, go out through the course of my day, and I get to the end of my day, and I take a personal inventory and say, okay, how'd you do, man? Where do you need to improve? Where do you need? I'm in charge of that. That is my responsibility. That does not belong to anyone else. I hope these make sense to you. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better. I can and I will. I will be a better me. I am worthy of great things. I like the person I am becoming. All of my problems have a solution. Number seven, I press on because I believe in my path. The past has no power over me anymore. I have many strength. And number 10, I am in charge of my life story. 
Thank you for the folks at Soberlink.com. And again, I will have this link in the notes of this podcast. I want to thank my daughter, Carol, for inspiring me to this podcast. I want to thank you, the listening audience, being such a great encouragement to me as I go along life's journey. Please continue to follow me on Instagram, recovery underscore guy. Twitter at RecoveryGuy1986, The Real Recovery Guy on YouTube, obviously RecoveryGuy.org, and your favorite podcast channel. Once again, we got broken apart, but we get whole together. Don't forget, August 12th, 7 p.m., Rancho Cucamonga, Valley Alano Club. I hope to see you there. My name is Robert, and I am The Recovery Guy. <music>